0: Hi everyone, Uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite films. And not only is this my one of my favourite films, but it is my favourite film within the Marvel Cinematic Universe of films, uh, which uh, is now numbers in over 20 films, I believe. And, yeah, this is my favourite film uh, that has has been made within the Marvel Cinematic Universe thus far. And, um, the film that I'm talking about is, of course, Thor Ragnarok, which came out in 2017. And it was um, directed by uh, Taika Waititi. Um, And, it's just absolutely hilarious I I really I love this film from the moment that I saw the first trailer for it and from the moment that I saw it at the cinema I loved it and I just couldn't wait to watch it again and subsequently when it came out on DVD uh, Blu-ray I should say I, I bought it and I've now watched it over and over again and every time anyone ever asks me uh, what my favourite film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I always say Thor Ragnarok. Um, and I've watched all of them. I've watched every Marvel film that has ever been made. And I will watch every Marvel film that will ever be made. But as I say thus far. Uh, Thor Ragnarok just takes. Takes the crown for me As. The film that I enjoy the most for many reasons. I mean, it's it's the the, the story is incredibly entertaining. The characters are um, entertaining and fun, and it's such a um, a bombastic, over the top, hilarious film that doesn't take itself too seriously and. And that's why I love it. I really, absolutely... Just the thought of this film and the scenes within it. Um, just from even from the, the word go, the, the first moment within Thor, Ragnarok, when we see Thor locked away in a cage talking to a skeleton. Um, and we don't know he's talking to a skeleton. We think he's actually talking to us or he's talking to someone about how he found his way into this cage and um and he's talking to this this uh f- um creature um by the name of uh Serta, uh who has this uh crown and he lives in this um this fiery realm he's kind of like a fire demon um and uh thor's in prison because uh thor is looking for answers uh to Um, essentially two visions he's been having of the end of um, Asgard where Thor comes from and where the Asgardians come from uh, which is of course ruled over by Thor's father Odin um, uh, who's played by uh, Anthony Hopkins within the Marvel Cinematic Universe he starred as Odin in Thor, that came out in 2011, and also um, uh, Thor The Dark World, that came out in 2013, and um, Thor Ragnarok would be the last time that Anthony Hopkins would pay Odin um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, but um, yeah, he really leaves uh, the franchise on a high, uh, very, it's a very emotional journey. Um, and the, the entire film really is about uh, about finding your identity, um, trying to reconnect with family, and uh, um, and of course uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor is just brilliant. He's hilarious. As is Tom Hiddleston as his brother Loki. Kate um, Blanchett is great in the film as um, Thor's uh, uh, sister um, Hela, uh, the goddess of death, who has been imprisoned, uh, for a long amount of time, uh, because her, um, uh, she once, uh, helped, um, Odin, uh, conquer the nine realms, uh, but her lust for power, um, and to be, be a warmonger, uh, was, unable to be subdued uh, um, even though um, Odin tried on many occasions to try and subdue her, try to make her see reason and uh, uh, the only way to to stop her was to to imprison her um, but um, yeah because as I say uh, this film is Anthony Hopkins' last appearance with cinematic universe as Odin and subsequently when Odin dies then Hela the the firstborn of Odin will be released from her imprisonment and she would become the um, the legitimate ruler of Asgard because she is the firstborn uh, or that is her uh, justification for what she does in the film um but as i said thor uh what leads thor to seek out um the fire demon uh surta uh in his uh realm um is because he has been having these visions of um the prophesied uh ragnarok which is essentially the end of asgard he's seen asgard in flames um and he's seen uh, surtur there um basically landing the the end the the blow uh that uh, would bring asgard to its uh, destruction and of course thor and of course ragnarok um is a, a famous series of events a notable series of events uh including a, a great battle um foretold within um norse mythology uh in which odin thor um freya heimdall uh, and loki um uh star within um and within uh, norse mythology ragnarok um also sees um several natural disasters and the submersion of the world into water and um From the imagery that we see within Thor Ragnarok, we could definitely interpret um, the um, the prophecy, uh, the famous Norse uh, prophecy of their Norse um, gods uh, of the Norse gods um, as um, uh, factual uh, or something that will, over time, come to pass and that said, as I said that's what leads Thor initially to seek out Serta because he wants an answer uh, for what is going to happen and what in fact ends up does happening uh, right at the end of the film um, but as I say um, a lot of the film is about the identity Thor finding out who he is and that his power doesn't the source of his power doesn't come from his hammer uh Mjolnir um because at one point uh during the film Mjolnir Thor's hammer is destroyed by Hela and um you know for, for the, the longest time Thor and he even admits that he that's he believes that Mjolnir was without Mjolnir he's, he's nothing but um his father Odin uh, even after death, uh, reminds Thor that his true power comes from within, and that's a great message, um, for Thor, as well as for, uh, everybody watching the film, in fact, and there's, there's a lot of great, um, great messages, as well as, um, just, just all over fun and entertaining moments and scenes, and, um, one of the great additions to uh the story of the film is the appearance of Stephen Strange uh played by Benedict Cumberbatch uh also known as Doctor Strange who um we find out uh knows Odin and um knows where uh Thor and uh, Loki can locate uh Odin when they are um looking for him, because, uh, Thor returns from Surtur, um, after defeating him, and he returns to Asgard, and he discovers that Loki has taken over, he's now impersonating their father, Odin, he, um, he's putting on a play in Loki's own honour, to, uh, um, to, uh, essentially, uh capture uh what how heroic loki is and uh um so loki's basically just taken over and he's trying to um try to fool the rest of asgard that he is uh that he is in fact odin but he's really loki in disguise and um the character of heimdall um who's played by idris elba and who has played uh, the character of Heimdall in the previous two Thor films um as well as in um uh, Avengers Infinity War right at the beginning of that film uh before he unfortunately subsequently uh meets his death uh spoilers sorry if you haven't watched Infinity War um but um yeah he's really great in in the in the film and is great in the role of Heimdall um, but he's on the run now because Loki has banished um, Heimdall and um, sought to put him to death um, because Heimdall is a character who can see all things and all people all across the, the cosmos. Uh, so he is a very dangerous um, dangerous person for, for Loki because Loki, if Loki wants to take over, then he has to get rid of the person who can see all knows a great deal. So that is Heimdall. But as I say, uh, Thor returns to Asgard with the the crown of Surtur and and he reveals to the Asgardians that Loki has been uh, playing them basically and he has been impersonating their father. But um, subsequently, trying to find their father, they go to Earth. They meet up with um, Stephen Strange, as I was saying. Um, and then um, they ultimately uh, are reunited with their father. But their father, Odin, uh, played by Anthony Hopkins, is reaching the end of his life. And he is—he hears the, the voice of his wife, um, Thor's wife. Um, and uh, Loki's mother, and uh, he is um, seemingly moving on to the afterlife, um, um, or the the, get, the the halls of Valhalla, as uh, is uh, uh, depicted within Norse mythology. Um, and it's a really uh, powerful and also a very. Meaningful and a very moving scene where we see Loki and Thor see their father Odin for the last time, and he says, Odin tells his sons that he loves them uh, just before he 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 passes on and goes to the next uh, the next realm of of life uh, uh, or death. But as I said, um, the passing of Odin. Releases Hela, his firstborn, Thor's um, sister. And right from the get go, as soon as she's released, um, she wishes to return to Asgard, which is the source of her power. And the closer she is to Asgard, the, the more uh, powerful she becomes. Um, and when uh, Loki and Thor return to Asgard, um, They're transported back there. Hela, um, chases them, um, and, um, she defeats them while they're on route, and she knocks Loki away, um, from the the Bifrost, as it's called, which is a transportation link between, um, the Nine Realms and Asgard, and he ends up, um, being lost, and then Thor, um, ends up being defeated and he finds himself lost. And they both find themselves um on a garbage planet called uh Sakar, which is surrounded by many wormholes, uh including one that is um aptly named the um the <laughs> um well um the devil's anus, actually. And um it is not uh um it is very hard to get through the devil's anus to uh find yourself uh and get get away from uh Sakar. Um and upon uh, the planet of Sakar, uh there is um when the entire planet of Sakai in fact is uh, ruled by their uh, um, their Grand Master uh, who is played by Jeff Goldblum who is absolutely hilarious in the role of Grand Master. He, you could just tell that he just didn't take, he's, the entire cast are not taking themselves too seriously. They're letting their hair down, they're having a laugh. They're enjoying every moment, and the, the the film is just so literally laugh out loud, hilarious. At least for me, that's what that's why I enjoy the most about it. It's just fun, funny. Um, but it has, as I say, it has these moments, these touching moments, and these dramatic moments, and these moments where you just think, "Wow, that's you know, it's a great scene." And then the next thing. You know, you're seeing a scene of a um, the bare bottom of the Incredible Hulk, because um, the Incredible Hulk, also known as uh, Bruce Banner, uh, played by Mark Ruffalo, um, is also on the planet of Sakaar, and he um, is uh, the the champion of the Grand Master, and he takes part in the contest of champions which is a gladiatorial um uh battle essentially within a coliseum um all um, um all for the, the grandmasters entertainment as well as the the entertainment of the people of zakaar um and uh but it's all for the, the grandmasters um uh, entertainment, really, but he, and, um, what Thor, Thor, uh, lands on this trash planet, um, um, and initially he is, um, he is, um, he's attacked, or, um, he, uh, a, a group of, um, of, um, scavengers, uh, attempt to take him uh, prisoner and uh, potentially um sell him to the grand master to become uh, a a contestant in the contest of champions uh however um very uh soon after um thor crashes um scrapper 142 also known as uh, the character Valkyrie ...who's played by Tessa Thompson... ...arrives to take uh, Thor into her custody... ...and to take him to the Grandmaster... Um, uh, ...so that she can get the credits uh, herself. And Valkyrie... Um, ...is one of the uh, legendary Valkyrie... ...of um, not only... Uh, um, the the fictional Asgardian uh, culture, but also of uh, Norse mythology. And uh, the Valkyrie were a group of elite female warriors uh, who, in the uh, continuity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, were defeated by Hela when Hela tried to take over Asgard. And Valkyrie um, is seemingly... The only surviving member of the Valkyrie. Um, and um, she uh, seemingly run away. She's found herself on Sakar, And now she works as a, uh, um, a bounty hunter essentially. Um, or a, a scrapper. Someone who um, uh, takes people into custody mostly so that they can, as I say, be a, a gladiator or a contestant within the Contest of Champions. Um, and she is able to subdue Thor um, and put a, a, an obedience disc on his neck, which uh, allows her to electrocute him um, at sporadic times and um yeah eventually she takes him to the grandmaster and uh oh it's the 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 moment when we see thor just before he's presented to the grandmaster and you, you oh it's such a hilarious scene um chris helmsworth um doesn't take himself too seriously in the role of thor and i love that about the character i love that about the the actor, I think he's just so great in the role, he's such a great fit, and, um, yeah, the the moment when he's, just before he's being presented to the Grandmaster, and he screams, um, even though he's not been going anywhere, he looked, to him, it appears as he's he's going down a a long tunnel, and he's, um, you know, he's about to, uh, oh, anything could happen to him, um, at this point, because his mind, his uh, imagination is racing, because he's finding himself in this place that he has no, no idea where he is, um, uh, just, and it's hilarious, and then, eventually, he, um, finds himself within the, the, the Colosseum um, uh, in which he is due to fight, fight against, uh, the Grandmaster's, um, Uh, champion um, who turns out to be Thor's old friend Thor um, the Hulk incredible Hulk played by Mark Ruffalo and in fact we get to see so much of the Hulk in this film and he looks so realistic and so convincing that and he he can even talk as well in this film which uh, he's only done very sporadically and very simply in previous films in the marvel cinematic universe before this point but uh i think this is my favorite depiction of the hulk in all of the films um and it's just hilarious um yeah chris hemsworth and mark ruffalo's back and forth their conversations about um you know being the strongest avenger or uh ...you know... ...just hilarious... ...and the the fight that they have... ...um... ...is... ...wonderfully done... ...um... ...I I remember seeing... ...this fight... ...in the trailer... ...the first teaser trailer... ...that got released... ...for Thor Ragnarok... ...and I was... ...hooked from that moment... ...and... ...seeing it in the film... ...is just... ...it's just brilliant... ...you know... ...you see... ...Thor try to get through to Hulk... ...trying to get him to transform... ...back into... ...Bruce Banner... ...and... ...he tries to goad him into transforming back by doing exactly what natasha romanoff um uh does in um avengers age of ultron you know he extends his hands says oh the sun's going down you know he tries to calm him down and then uh, the hulk just gets a hold of thor just bangs him around just as he did to Loki in uh, the Avengers film, and um, yeah, because uh, unfortunately for Thor, he's no Scarlett Johansson, and um, yeah, oh, it's just hilarious. And then you see Loki jump up, uh, who is uh, observing this contest, this fight between Thor and the Hulk, and he goes, "Yes, that's how it feels." Um, and he turns to the grandmaster and he says, "I'm just a great fan of this of this sport." and it's just joyous, there's so many joyous moments in the film, um, so many amazing, uh, you know, characters, um, including, you know, the characters of Korg and, and Meek, um, and it's, it's really, this film, it's a you know, it's a turning point of a film for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because it is essentially the end of one story and the beginning of another, the um, the end game, essentially. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, and just, yeah, the interactions between uh, Tessa Thompson um, and Chris Hemsworth, where he's, you know, he says, I want to start up a new team, and uh, she asks, well, what it's going to be called?" Uh, oh, it's going to be called the Re- No Loki asks, and he says, "Oh, it's going to be called the Revengers and um, uh, it's going to be the members are going to be uh, Hulk and Loki, and oh, yeah, you know, to spin on the on the on the name Avengers, of course. Um, yeah, and and the story um, jumps from what Thor is doing on Sakar with uh, Loki, uh, to um, Asgard, where uh, we see um, Hela as uh, her power is rising, and she's, um, she kills um, the, 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 the team known as the Warriors Three, who were um, close uh, associates of Thor, then she resurrects the ancient dead soldiers of Asgard, who have been buried um, deep underground, uh, under the surface, in a, a crematorium. Uh, she also uh, uh, brings to life, again, uh, the giant wolf uh, Fenris, uh, which is another another character from uh, Norse mythology. Uh, Fenris wolf, you know, um, based on the, the wolf Fenrir from Norse mythology, actually. And um, uh, he was uh, um, a wolf um, who uh, was known um, within the uh, poetic Edda and the prose Edda um, as the father of... Um, notable wolves within Norse mythology, um, some, the, the, the son of Loki, and, uh, um, Fenrir was foretold to kill the god Odin during the events of Ragnarok, uh, but, um, in, will in turn be killed by Odin's son, uh, but in the, in the film Ragnarok, um, uh, he gets, we get to see Fenris, as they're called, or Fenrir, uh, as they were, um, called within Norse mythology, um, because she wants to uh, conquer the Nine Realms, Uh, and she reveals that, in fact, she and Odin had the same mentality many years prior to Thor's birth. Um, uh, Odin was a conqueror, that's the reason that he... He um, gained uh, dominion over the, the Nine Realms. Um, but he stopped at Nine Realms. Um, because he he had a change of heart. And um, as I said, seeing that his daughter, Hela, uh, would not stop. Then he had to find a way to subdue her. And eventually he was able to do that. Uh, and because of this, Hela holds a big grudge against her father Odin but unfortunately she doesn't get to um, to tell Odin uh, before he dies um, uh, but she she, tries, she takes it out she takes out her frustrations and her anger on the people of Asgard and of course on her brother Thor um, and upon uh, Loki but mainly takes it out on the people of Asgard uh, however she uh appoints uh the character of uh Scourge, um who essentially was just a, a janitor, uh but who had been put in place by Loki uh as the new Heimdall, really, to, to be the gatekeeper of Asgard and to to warn Loki if Thor ever returned. Uh and um yeah, uh he's scourge is played by um carl urban in the film and he's uh hilarious uh you know the, the scene where he's trying to impress these two as guardian uh women um and uh you know he's he's talking about all of this stuff that he's collected from these different realms including uh, earth and he um he says he he, he shows him these two uh, assault rifles that he picked up, um, one called, one that he names Dez, and one he calls Troy, and he says they call, he calls them those, because when you put them together, they, they, they spell destroy, and he said he picked them up from, uh, a place on Earth called Texas, meaning Texas, um, but yeah, so many funny scenes, um, um, and I, I just, yeah, it's one of those films, and I've just watched it again, but I've watched it just again for the, a thousandth time it must be by now, because, but even if I hadn't seen it in a while, I could still picture the film in my mind, because there are so many memorable moments, um, and that's why it's my favourite, why it's my favourite Marvel film, what it's my, why it's one of my favourite films. Uh, ever, because it, it just, it's, it does what, um, a film should do, it not only captures your imagination, it entertains you, it hooks you, um, it just takes you on a ride, and you don't want it to stop, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really brilliant, really well done, and the music of, um, of the film, which, uh, the... Led Zeppelin song, immigrant song, um, which uh, essentially references Norse mythology, uh, talking about Valhalla and uh, Ragnarok. Um, in my opinion, it's, uh, it's a perfect fit for the uh, for the film. Um, but yeah, the the entire uh, soundtrack as well. As composed by uh, Mark um, Mothersbaugh, it's just great. Very electronic, very a lot of synthesizers within it, and uh, really does add to the um, the pop uh, um, popness. If that's the if that's a word to describe the um, the tone of the film, Um, you know, a film that really just uh, Draws you in, as I say, and entertains you, uh, from the first second to the last minute, um, and yeah, and that they're just seeing Thor and, uh, and the Hulk, uh, who eventually does transform back into Bruce Banner and, um, uh, them trying to get off a car, and they become, uh, they, they, um, grow uh to become more friendly um as opposed to fighting within the arena as they were uh when they first saw each other for the first time and then uh teaming up with valkyrie and thor having to convince valkyrie of who she was and uh reminding her of her duty to defend asgard and um essentially um giving her a reason to to pick up the mantle of a Valkyrie again and return to Asgard so that they can defeat Hela uh before she can do more damage than can be um turned back uh which essentially at the the end of the film in fact does happen um um because Ragnarok uh does come to pass um as was foretold and as uh, Thor envisioned um so it's a pre predetermined um um destiny really um uh but yeah um but just hilarious uh, that's that's the word I, I, I can the only word that i can really um choose to use to describe the film uh in in a one word uh it, it's hilarious because as i say it just is so funny funny fun wonderfully written wonderfully acted um the special effects are great um but uh yeah as i say it's um a lot of it is about finding your identity and finding out who you are as a person because uh, you know at the end of the film um, as uh, is realized by Thor um, with the help of his father Odin who he reaches out to in his time of most need when just before he's being he's about to be killed by his sister Hela um, Odin reminds Thor that Asgard is not a place, it's a people. Meaning that you know if a place is destroyed, as long as its people continue to live, then the Asgardian culture and the people can can live on, and they can find a a new place to call Asgard, um, which is which they do um, after the the eventual destruction of Asgard, their their world, um, and the um, the bringing back the resurrection of, um, Surtur, uh, because he's defeated at the beginning of the film by Thor, but then he is rejuvenated by the, um, the eternal flame, which is a part of the, um, um, the Asgardian trophies that, uh, uh, are housed within the, uh, the vault beneath Asgard, as is the, um, the Tesseract, which is, uh, uh, another name for the, the, the cosmic, um, uh, the cosmic cube that was first introduced in, uh, Captain America, uh, first Avenger, uh, which, in fact, is a, um, an infinity stone, I believe it's the, um, the reality stone um, yeah, I can't remember which one it is, um, but, uh, yeah, so, he's within this Tesseract, and, in fact, Loki, get, when he returns to the vault, right at the the end of the film, to try and resurrect Surtur, so that he can carry out Ragnarok, and essentially destroy, uh, Asgard, um, um, as, um, in the process of um, defeating Hela, because uh, that is seen as the only way to defeat Hela, by all concerned. Um, um, but uh, yeah, so um, but Loki does get the the, the Tesseract, and uh, he um, this it also feeds into the events, and the the storyline of um, of. In, uh, Avengers Infinity War and of course the, the subsequent film to that um, Avengers Endgame um, and if he didn't then he wouldn't be getting his own uh, TV show uh, which um, is due to premiere on uh, Disney Plus uh, in fact on uh, Wednesday um, so a couple of days from today um, on uh, on June the 9th. Um so yeah lo- uh, Loki is going to have his own TV show. I think it's a limited TV show of 9 episodes starring Tom Hiddleston and uh, apparently in that um we're going to be introduced to the the multiverse that um uh is both connected and also a part of um uh Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're going to see the introduction of several different realities, um, and several different characters as told from, uh, different perspectives, if, um, certain events within the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe had gone one way or another, so that should be interesting to, uh, to see and to, to review and to, to watch from week to week, um... And, uh, and yeah, um, yeah, I just want to reiterate what a great film. If you haven't realized by now, this is definitely, um, a film that I could watch over and over again, as I have done, uh, many times, and, um, for good reason because it's has so many components, most notably the fun factor, the the way that it... It doesn't talk down to its audience. It laughs along with its audience. It it knows what kind of a, a film it is. The characters... Um... Even though they don't break the fourth wall. They don't talk directly to the, the audience. You can tell that they are in on the jokes that are being told. And, uh, And it just makes all the difference, uh, in my opinion. And, um, That's why it's uh, not only one of my favourite films, but uh, my favourite Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Um, Because it's it's just thoroughly entertaining on multiple levels, touching, uh, also incredibly insightful. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll always think of it and always uh, remember it as being uh this just this film that really just um doesn't pull any punches you could say really just throws itself ahead uh, and the 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 characters within it just throw themselves into the parts and the actors as i say you can tell they all had a ball um and playing the characters and um acting out the story of the film and it's going to be so great that's why um i think it's uh it is the overall and the universal uh love and appreciation of this film which is um which is why the the sequel to it um thor uh love and thunder um, which has in fact just finished filming, uh, just the other day, uh, apparently, and, um, is, uh, due to, um, due to come out, uh, I believe, uh, in 2022, yeah, May 6th, 2022, and it's going to be a continuation of the story of Asgard, uh, but it's also going to introduce, uh, or should I say reintroduce um, Natalie Portman's character Jane Foster who is apparently going to become um, the mighty Thor or a female version of um, Thor and um, we're also going to see the introduction of um, other characters um, such as uh, Gore uh, the, the God Butcher who's going to be played by Christian Bale um Peter Quill also known as Star Lord played by Chris Platt, is also going to appear Jamie Alexander as uh uh Sif who's an Asgardian warrior who appeared in Thor and also um um in the the, the second Thor film um and yeah it should be um should be an, an incredible uh, film um, and I really do look forward to, to to seeing it when it comes out and it's going to be great To I've always enjoyed the, the character of Thor, I think Thor's one of my favourite always been one of my favourite Marvel characters um, but uh, yeah, the way that they have played the character um, I've said especially Chris Hemsworth who plays Thor um who is an Avenger and uh now the the the, the king the former king of Asgard I should say um but yeah the introduction of the character Valkyrie um is really um was really welcome and Tessa Thompson plays her incredibly and uh it's gonna be great to see um where her character goes forward um, and yeah, yeah, so, yeah, if you haven't seen the, the film, um, Thor Ragnarok, uh, if you're looking forward to seeing Thor Love and Thunder, um, um, then definitely, definitely check out Thor Ragnarok if you haven't done already. Uh, it's a great sequel to the original Thor and Thor The Dark World, um, and it's got a great, uh, great cast. Great uh, soundtrack, um, great characters, uh, a great story, and uh, if you're like me and you're a Marvel fan and you haven't seen the film, then um, then what are you waiting for? Uh, but if you're not a fan, Marvel fan, I really do think that you can watch Thor: Ragnarok and still enjoy it for the uh, the great and fun-filled um, film that it is. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there for now. I just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard. And I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in, uh, this episode of, uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um... And if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form, uh, you can go to Amazon, and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published, Um They're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, And there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to, uh, to the podcast, then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh as i was saying, i hope you liked what you heard in this uh episode um and i'll talk to you again soon